Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Have you seen this new egg challenge, the egg crack challenge? I, I don't know where it started, uh, but right now it's got, I don't know, a couple hundred million views across TikTok and Instagram. And uh, it's where you film yourself with your child making something, you know, uh, I don't know, French toast or pancakes or a cake, and you have to crack open eggs. And they're right there in the picture. And uh, you crack an egg on their forehead and put it in a bowl. (laughs) And originally, I laughed like that because it's so stupid. But the kids don't think it's funny. Uh, I saw a few, and I I went through last night and watched a whole boatload of these egg cracking videos. And I just, I think it's time to stop it. Okay, just stop it. It's it's not good for the kids. (laughs) I saw a few where uh, adult women were doing it to their husbands or their boyfriends. That's funny, uh, you know. He's just sitting there uh, in the on the at the kitchen counter, and she cracks the egg on his forehead. And so, as adults, we're like, "Hey, what is going on?" But little kids don't understand that mom, their loved one who takes care of them, is cracking an egg on their forehead. And then there were a couple where, <laughs> and I'm not laughing at it. Okay, I'm not laughing at it because I want to. I got into a big. Uh, all right, and talk, chat with my wife because she freaking hates it. And uh, so, I, I mean, I don't hate it, but I don't like it either. It's just, what are we doing to the kids, man? Stop it. Just for just for video clicks, you're going to crack an egg on your kid's head while they're thinking you're making them a cake. Plus, on top of which, sometimes eggs are hard, man. <laughs> That freaking hurts. One little kid didn't crack the egg till like the third time. I mean, how many times you got to hit the kid in the head before you don't? (laughs) So just stop it, okay? Stop cracking the eggs on your kid's head. It's not funny. (laughs) Well, it's a little funny, but I'm not laughing at it, okay? I I like the adult ones. It's kind of funny. It was cute. It was funny. But the kids, I mean, the kids are like, hey, that hurt. What are you doing? And I saw one couple where the mom did it to the girl and the girl was like, what is going on? And she starts freaking out. And the dad comes over and then does it to the mom. And the kid laughs and realizes that it was okay. But it only took the dad to come over and say, hey, it's okay, baby. Don't worry about it. And crack the egg out of the mom's head so that, you know, they think it's a joke. Now, I mean, some kids cry. Some kids holler it's just stop it okay stop with the egg egg crack challenge okay i i I don't i don't want to laugh anymore at the egg crack challenges okay uh people in my house don't like it and gosh darn it i don't like it either welcome welcome to chewing the fat all right more trends Uh, i see a story where this wedding 
has a tattoo artist at the beginning so that people can come to the wedding or the pre-wedding party i guess it was and get tattoos and there was a video montage of multiple wedding attendees being tattooed and they brought in a tattoo artist and uh they agreed to have a tattoo it was uh, the post was viewed you know a bunch of times and people were all mad thinking that it was insane that people were going to get tattoos uh you know for on your wherever before the wedding to remember the wedding it doesn't say what the tattoos were like does it say you know mindy and and bob uh with the date for the wedding so you receive one tattoo and the tattoo artist is there at a pre-party so no one was drunk everyone okayed it so it's i i kind of i feel like well okay whatever you want to have a tattoo artist at your at your wedding fine do that however here's the thing here's the thing okay they didn't bring the tattoo artist in to say hey how would you like a tattoo remembering our day uh we really appreciate you being here here's a tattoo that says a heart with a you know bob and Lori uh, and the date on it or whatever whatever it is but you know whatever remembering this day it still cost you money to get it done they were off well we were made it cheaper for the uh, for the attendees but you had to individually pay for the tattoo so uh no <laughs> no i'm not paying extra for that uh i mean i kind of get the idea that uh, it's kind of cool that you brought a tattoo artist at the wedding uh and so you're there for their little cocktail hour and you're giving a tattoo to whoever wants a tattoo but the wedding party should be fronting the bill for that right it shouldn't be saying hey uh we're gonna there's a tattoo artist over there giving away uh, tattoos well not really giving away uh it's still gonna cost you 60 bucks but we really appreciate you coming to the wedding now i don't know if the wedding party gets a cut from the tattoo artist uh, you know, depending on how many tattoos gets done and the wedding party gets some extra cash, maybe that's how they did it. Maybe they said, hey, the donation, some of it goes to the wedding party, you know, for the wedding, whatever. I guess maybe that's uh, better if that was the case, but it doesn't say that. It just says that attendees were offered to get a tattoo and still have to pay 60 bucks. So be ready for the new trend if you're invited to a wedding this year. Uh, because, or if you have been invited to a wedding, I'd love to hear from you chewing the fat at the blaze.com. If a tattoo artist was there and what the tattoo was, cause it doesn't say what the tattoos were. It was just, uh, Hey, you can get a tattoo prior to our wedding here at the cocktail party. Uh, and so you guess you can get any kind of tattoo you want, right? I mean, if you're paying for it, you're not getting one that remembers the wedding, right? You're only, you're going to get one that you want. And so 60 bucks is probably a pretty, pretty fair price knowing, uh, what I know about tattoos. And, uh, so, you know, it's probably a pretty good deal, I, I guess. I don't know. It just, it just seems weird. If you're going to have a wedding party, then you're going to offer drinks at a cocktail party. Hey, and if you want to get a tattoo remembering us, there's a tattoo artist over there that'll do it for you. We're covering the tab, but that's not what it said. 
So we talked yesterday about all the strikes going on and everybody wanting more money. And then I see a story that talks about uh, everyone who wants to take a new job wants at least $80,000 a year for that new job. The amount of money most workers want to accept for a job right now reached a record high. Yeah, so did everything else. I could understand that. So employers have been trying to keep pace with wage demands, pushing the average full-time offer up to $69,475. That's 14% surge in the past year. And so wages are, you know, have been increasing and they've been uh, recognized as the driving force in inflation. Really? So because I want more money, that's driving inflation. All right. I'm not a money guy. Maybe that's true. I just feel like people are saying, hey, look at the prices of everything. I need more money to do this job. Please. That's what, that's what I kind of feel like. I feel like that's not the driving force on inflation. But again, I, you know, I'm not a money guy. <laughs> I just feel like that that is not correct. But good luck. Good luck if you can make that happen. Look, I just saw a sign. I, I, I don't know it's true. But, uh, and I haven't been to a Bucky's in quite some time. Remember, I'm kind of, I'm not on a boycott of Bucky's, but I don't go out of my way to go there anymore. Uh, because of their anti-semi-tractor-trailer uh, driver motto. But that's another story. But someone posted a sign of a help-wanted sign in front of a Bucky's, And it looks uh, pretty interesting if you wanted to work there. Uh, you know, it goes down the list. Uh, cashier, gift, maintenance, warehouse, and grocery stocker, 18 bucks an hour. Restroom crew, $20 an hour. Food service and car wash, $21 an hour. Team lead, $20 to $23 an hour. Department manager, $25 to $33 an hour. Assistant food service manager, $33 to $42 an hour. Full-time is 35 to 50 hours. No experience necessary. If you work your way up to assistant general manager, that's $100 to $150,000. A car wash manager is $125,000. A food service manager is $125 to $175,000. And a general manager is $150,000 to $225,000. This is a sign uh, apparently posted in front of a Bucky's. And then it says 401k, 100% match up to 6%, three weeks paid time off, uh, use it, cash it, roll it, healthcare, part-time available, plus $2 an hour uh, for uh, overnight. Apply at Bucky's.com and that's B-U-C-E-E-S. Dot com. That's not bad. <laughs> That's not bad. Uh, although you're working for Bucky's and then you have to be anti-semi-tractor trailers. So is it worth 20 bucks an hour? It might be. It might be. And look, we just uh, we just did a story. Well, no, I didn't. I was in the fat pile, and I never got to it. But Mitsubishi is discontinuing the Mirage. And apparently that's the last under $20,000 uh, car. So that's great. Uh, the middle-of-the-road new car costs over $48,000, up 30% since 2019. Man, I wonder why people want more money for their jobs. Huh. And used cars, uh, according to this, the average July price was $27,000, also a 30% hike from 2019. Huh. So I wonder why people want more money. That's so weird. Oh, it's so weird that that's happening. And don't forget, my uh, economic indicator uh, proves truer and truer every day. Uh, more cars broken down along the roadways. 
because people trying to keep their cars longer, but they can't afford the upkeep. So they wait until the last possible moment and something goes wrong and it breaks down and then you, you have to get it fixed. And so, you know, that's, that's means that people are struggling and they need more money and they're not going out and buying a $50,000 car to drive. I mean, it's just incredible to me. I, I, you know, I understand wanting more money. We all want more money. Many of us need more money. <laughs> Many of us aren't even close to what we were making a few years ago. But hey, that's the driving force on inflation. I know. I know it is. That's that's what the business gurus say. So they must be correct. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. <laughs> I don't know that I believe this story. Okay, so uh, this story claims that malls are coming back. Okay, they they claim here that according to a recent report from analytics firm CoreSight Research, malls are back. From 2021 to 2022, retail sales at malls increased 11% to over $800 billion. Foot traffic at top-tier malls, where the average shopper makes $200,000 plus per year, increased 12% in 2022 compared to 2019. I feel like that's not true. Uh, I feel like uh, they claim here in this study that it looked like the rise of e-commerce would kill them all. Brands have figured out that customers want both. They have invested in omni-channel marketing, which promotes both online shopping and physical stores to drive growth. Uh, according to this story, Gen Zers may have missed the uh, you know the halcyon of mall days, but uh, they are mall loyal. A survey conducted by International Council of Shopping Centers. I love the International Council of Shopping Centers uh, almost as much as I love core site research. Uh, found that roughly the same share of Gen Z respondents shopped at brick and mortar stores, 97%, as online, 95%. Yeah, brick and mortar stores are not malls, okay? Those, I, I, I don't know. I feel like this is. Uh, when, when is when's the last time you have been to a mall? I, I couldn't tell you. Now, maybe going to a store in a town center counts as a mall when they are looking at these numbers but to me it doesn't uh i i don't know the last time i mean i guess my wife went up to this outlet mall that's up the road from here i guess that counts as going to a mall but that's not what we're thinking of when we think of a mall right uh you know we're talking about going inside and uh you know having uh annie's pretzels and uh you know smelling those god-awful candles and having some guy with little drones flying around your head and <laughs> and some lady trying to spray perfume on you as you walk by that's a mall okay that's what i'm talking about and i feel like uh the resurgence of those uh are done and we i mean they're closing down everywhere i talked about what malls should be used for if uh, espn is going to start having drone races professional drone races they should use the malls in cities as their uh stadiums for drone c- contests but hey that's just me uh, you know but hey malls are coming back are they 
Speaking of being over, uh, I don't know if my main man, uh, Ye, is over or not yet, but there's reports that he has now turned over all the reins of his multiple businesses to the new wife, uh, Bianca Sensore. Uh, she is, and I don't even know that their marriage is actually legal. I feel like they got married and they said, yeah, we're married and they never got it uh, certified by the state. I guess, you know, I'm okay with that. I don't think the state should be involved in marriages anyway. Uh, if people want to be married, that's their business, not the state's just another money grab from the state's, but I digress. So, uh, he is in big time trouble. And I was looking at like, what is happening with my man? Yay. Uh, he's going on. So I was looking at like, he's not a billionaire anymore. All right. See, he lost that after Adidas canceled the Yeezy collab, uh, following his anti-Semitic and anti-black comments, uh, sales have tanked. And last year, the brand's headquarters were facing eviction over unpaid yet, uh, unpaid rent. He has being sued by former business managers who filed a $4.5 million case for unpaid wages and breach of contract after he allegedly fired him without cause. He also had to make a number of undisclosed settlements to ex-employees over toxic work, workplace and discrimination allegations. He is facing other lawsuits, including a $250 million defamation case filed by George Floyd's family over untrue comments uh, the Yeezy founder made about George's death. I'd like to see that case because uh, I bet they weren't untrue. I bet they were just, they don't want people actually talking about the truth of George Floyd's death. You know, the truth where the cop killed this angel of a man. More recently, Kanye West attorneys officially served him notice that they were quitting. The firm reportedly had a hard time tracking Ye down as he stopped replying to messages and wasn't uh, staying at his usual addresses. <laughs> so Bianca's got a lot on her hands. And, uh, I don't know what's going to happen to Ye's businesses. And you would think, man, he turned it over to her. Uh, I don't know who she is. I, maybe she's going to do wonderful things for the Ye brand. But, uh, the ex, uh, the ex-wife, you know, the actual billionaire in today's world, Kim Kardashian, she may have been able to help and, uh, turn some things around for Ye. And that would have been good for Ye, been good for the kids, would have been good for Kim. But no, uh, Ye is out there with the new wife and she is taking control. So I don't know, Ye, man. I don't know what you need to do, but bro, take your meds or something. And maybe he's in love. Maybe, you know what? Maybe he's in love. And he just said, look, I, I'm, I can't do it right now. I don't have the, I don't have the mental fortuity to do it. <laughs> fortuity fortitude whatever he just doesn't have it to do it so take it over and save me i you know good luck good luck yay good luck also good luck to oliver anthony uh you know the uh the artist for the uh, viral hit rich men north of richmond it debuted at number one on the billboard hot 100 song charts so that is awesome he is the first artist ever to launch atop the list with no prior chart history in any form. So that is pretty amazing. 
pretty amazing for Oliver Anthony. And we'll see if he can make his way. He appears to be the kind of man that's going to be, uh, it's going to be able to make it through the headwinds that, uh, have come his way and will continue to come his way. I don't know why. I mean, anytime you go against the establishment, you're going to be fighting the, fighting the, fighting the powers that be because you're against them. Uh, who are you against? Oh, that's right. The rich men north of Richmond. <laughs> uh, so good luck, Oliver. Good luck. The numbers are incredible. Uh, officially released August 11th. It drew 17.5 million streams. It sold 147,000 downloads. Uh, that's according to Illuminate. Uh, it wasn't being promoted on the radio. Uh, it did get uh, 553,000 radio airplay audience impressions, uh, mostly on country stations. Uh, it debuted number one on the digital song sales chart and number four on number four on streaming songs. Okay, whatever. Uh, he, his name is after his grandfather, Oliver Anthony. That's his stage name. His real name is Christopher Anthony Lunsford. Um, he was uh, the first video, obviously on a YouTube account that spotlights unsigned Americana and country acts in the Virginia, West Virginia region. And remember the first video, I mean, we've seen live performances now, but that first video and the video that is the song Richmond North of Richmond, where he is just, uh, with his Gretsch guitar and a microphone and a couple of dogs, <laughs> freaking awesome. Uh, it's just, a it hits home, man. It, it hit, hits home for everyone. So good. Again, good luck, Oliver. Uh, you know, he said he's turned down uh, record deals and he didn't want $8 million and he didn't want a jet. And so the pressure's on the pressure's on. So again, good luck, Oliver. Good luck. <laughs> mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So over the weekend, we found out that uh, Russia's Luna 25 spacecraft crashed while attempting a moon landing. Uh, that's kind of a bummer for the old Russia space program. Uh, the vehicle, according to the Russian space agency, the vehicle ceased to exist. <laughs> uh, yeah, no kidding. Uh, that's a big time setback for Russia because that was a big deal when that rocket went off and we're going back to the moon. And, you know, I just want people to know that the moon is ours, okay? You can land on it all you want, Russia, but uh, the moon is ours. Obviously, they can't land it on it all they want. Now, we have India, who sent up a spacecraft, and that's supposed to touch down tomorrow. If you're listening live, today is the 22nd of August, 2023. India is supposed to touch down on the dark side of the moon tomorrow, the 23rd of August, 2023. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, it'll be the first for India and a credibility boost for its small but growing space program. They've set aside, according to this story, $1.5 for its Department of Space. Uh, you know, NASA has, what, 
25 or 30 billion, something like that. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens to the uh, Chandrayaan 3 spacecraft from India uh, and see if that. Uh, I mean, we, we, they're unmanned, so nobody died yet. But uh, we'll see if the Chandrayaan 3 ceases to exist. Uh, who knows? I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why we want to go to the dark side of the moon anyway. Uh, I know there's ice. Uh, I guess I guess it could turn into water if there's actually ice there, and we could bring it back. That'd be awesome if that actually could happen. I'm all for that. If there's ice being uh, created on the dark side of the moon, and we can grab it and bring it back to Earth for water and enough of it to make a difference. Uh, that's good. I don't know that we can. And I don't know that there's a hose long enough to suck it up from the moon to the earth. But okay. I mean, build one. Elon, what are you doing? You're doing nothing is what you're doing. Build a hose that'll hook up, that we can put up to the moon and then suck water back to the earth. Okay. <laughs> uh, and it'll, it'll hit some of the satellites going around. So make it pretty durable. Because if it's, you know, if it's just hanging out in space, something's going to hit it pretty soon. Right. So we're looking at uh, what they're saying that we want to use the moon's natural resources to sustain human colonies because they want to use the moon as a launch pad for space exploration for the next generation, right? So, okay, uh, you know, let's hope that that works. It's only 238,000 miles. We can't make a hose that long. Come on now, stop it. In your head, you just thought of a hose going from the earth to the moon <laughs> and thinking to yourself you know it might actually work no it, it won't i hate to i hate to break it to you but it won't work but it'd be funny and it's something to think about and we need you know hey look we need the moon's resources the moons we need the moon's resources there's no doubt about that and i you know bezos what are you doing over there at blue origin nothing uh, you just got a 35 million contract from NASA to help develop solar cells. Uh, you know, okay. And that's, you know, what, what that, what that is, is they want to crush up rock from the moon and create power from that. Okay. Well, get to it. Make that happen. Uh, for 35 million, I, you know, good luck. That's just the beginning of that government deal. I guarantee you that. Then I saw something I didn't know that we were using, and I apologize, but uh, people at the in the space station, the ISS, are using this thing called AstroBee, and it's a free-flying robotic system that helps astronauts on the ISS with routine tasks. So I guess there's three of them, these cube-shaped robots, and they use electric fans to fly through the microgravity environment. And they're equipped with cameras and sensors that allow them to see and navigate their surroundings. Astrobees can be operated autonomously or by astronauts, and they can be programmed to perform a variety of tasks, such as taking inventory, documenting experiments, and moving cargo. So there's your next movie. <laughs> Astrobee gone mad. And so what could possibly go wrong? We're using robots in space. Nothing, nothing could go wrong. That's what could go wrong. And speaking of NASA, I see where there's a company, again, we got more news on a new company trying to create flying cars using technology 
from NASA. I feel like this might be the same company we talked about earlier in the year as well. And they're getting closer to uh, closer to actually getting them out there. Uh, they say the company, which is just a concept now, uh, specializes in vertical takeoff and landing of the uh, the vehicles. And they are plans for the Epiphany transporter, a wingless flying vehicle that they imagine could carry passengers directly to their destinations at high speed. No burdensome wings. Uh, it morphs uh, into, the, they fold up so it fits into a traditional one-car garage. Uh-huh. And uh, Epiphany Transporter would provide many of the same benefits of an aircraft without many of the detriments. Uh, it's swift, cruises at speeds of 160 miles an hour, and isn't as loud as traditional aircraft. Yeah, because, I mean, you're looking at what, uh, I mean, an aircraft engine is 140 decibels at takeoff. Uh, that's, uh, <laughs> uh, that's not, I don't want that coming out of my neighbor's garage. Okay, sorry, I don't want that coming out of my neighbor's garage. I don't want it coming out of my garage. So apparently, the Epiphany Transporter, uh, at a distance of only 50 feet, generates around 55 decibels. Okay, so that's not bad, if that's true, if that's true. I mean, a motorcycle, they say here, is roughly 95 decibels, and they're telling you that this flying machine, the Epiphany Transporter, is going to uh, only have 55 decibels. Okay. All right. They say that it'll carry two passengers in addition to luggage and personal items and still being able to do with its thrusters folded up, fit inside a standard one-car garage, like I said. Yeah, okay. So, is that coming? Ah, good luck. I don't see it happening. I I mean, obviously, the Epiphany Transporter will be made and they'll be used. But on a regular basis, no way. They're not going to allow it. We've got drones flying around. We've got airlines flying around. We've got helicopters. We have, uh, you know, air ambulances and uh, rich guy helicopters flying over and military airplanes and public transport airlines, airplanes, and uh, UPS and FedEx airplanes. I mean, I see them all come over my head uh, a thousand times a day. And now you're expecting to have people fly cars around the neighborhoods? Yeah, that's not going to happen. Okay, I told you it's not going to happen. They're going to have to figure out a way that you can drive these on the road and go outside of the city limits. Once you're outside of the metroplexes, then you'll be able to fly and you'll be able to use that on the highway and the little takeoff runways on the sideway and on the on top of the highway and you just take off and fly above and you'll only be able to fly. I would say, I mean, I don't know how high they're going to allow you to fly above the interstate, uh, but it's, you know, I, I could see that happening where, uh, cause that would be, uh, you could fly lower than, uh, lower than the airplanes and uh, lower than the helicopters, unless they're, you know, coming down to rescue. And you could also, uh, the drones delivering goods, goods inside the metroplexes would not be out there, right? You wouldn't have drones out there. And, oh, is that a hot air balloon? Is that a balloon from China? Uh, no, that's too high. We wouldn't let it fly that high. <laughs> I mean, there's so much to think about that there's no way they're going to allow this inside of cities. I'm sorry, they just aren't. I know, it's a bummer. I want flying cars too, but it's just not going to happen. And, I mean, yes, I want flying cars, but uh, I don't think there's any fat guy seating in the Epiphany Transporter. So, I'm already out. <laughs> 
Okay, I never did congratulate Spain as uh, they won the first, uh, its first, uh, Women's World Cup title in women's soccer. Uh, they defeated England over the weekend one to nothing this past weekend. Uh, congratulations to Spain for beating England one to nothing. And I told you that uh, the head coach of the U.S. women's national soccer team would not be around long. Uh, correct. He's already out. Uh, they already announced an interim replacement to the former head coach. And uh, surprisingly, it's a female. Uh, she's. Uh, it's been the honor of my life uh, to coach the team, said uh, Andavaski. But uh, he's out. Have a nice day. Now, the temporary replacement, who there's no way they're going to get rid of her now, the Twyla Kilgore. Uh, she is the first American-born woman to earn a pro coaching license for soccer. So congratulations to uh, Twyla, Twila, T-W-I-L-A, uh, Kilgore. I'm sure you'll be great for the U.S. women's national soccer team. So I see where a pig kidney was implanted into a human and is still working after a month. Uh, that's a big step toward using animals to help ease the shortage of donated organs. And if you need a new organ, and I feel like we've talked about this before, I feel like if you need a new organ, it's not going to matter. Uh, just if you need, if we're going to, it could come from a pig. I don't care. Is it going to keep me alive? Well, yes, sir. Well, then go ahead and put it in. So this pig kidney, genetically modified pig kidney you know, they put it into a brain dead man with his family's consent it continues to function normally 30 some odd days later it's the longest such an organ has worked inside a person and it raises hopes that pig organs can one day help human patients in need of donations yeah that would be great uh i mean more than a hundred thousand people are waiting for organs and uh, you know, if like I said, if you need an organ, I don't care where that. I don't. I don't care where it came from. Uh, just put it in me. I'm not talking about stealing it from people. Stop it. So the success relies on advanced gene editing techniques. The presence of a sugar molecule known as alpha gal, produced by most mammals but not humans, causes acute organ rejection by the body after surgery. In recent news is the fifth demonstration of kidneys from pigs modified to not produce the molecules being used as transplants. Okay, so <laughs> uh, I guess what if you, I mean, uh, if you talk about alpha gal, you're talking about red meat allergy. I, who knows? I, I don't know. Last year, remember, they did the pig heart in the, in the guy, and he died a couple months later uh, after being infected with an animal virus. I, I don't know. 8,000 people die each year awaiting organ transplants. If we can save only one, isn't it worth it? Yes, it is. <laughs> hey we got this uh we got this hog heart go ahead put it in whatever i'm fine uh no problem <laughs> no we we got a heart from this whale isn't that a little big not for you okay well put it in then we're fine <laughs> uh, if it works it works you can quote me on that but if it doesn't, uh, you may end up in jail or, you know, dead. I'm reading a story. <laughs> this morning I read this story about this guy, MacArthur Wheeler, who uh, was robbing banks in 1995. Okay, so 
He executed a bank robbery and a couple of them uh, in Pittsburgh, uh, Pittsburgh banks in 1995 without wearing a mask or any real disguise. His face was clearly captured by surveillance cameras. However, he believed that he, he would be invisible to the CCTV cameras because he rubbed lemon juice all over his face, which according to him would render him undetectable to the cameras. So he had no problem doing the heists and the bank robberies because the cameras wouldn't be able to take his picture because of the lemon juice all over his face. Now he was apprehended and the moment when he was apprehended, they presented him with the CCTV footage and he expressed his disbelief to the officers uttering, but I wore the juice. <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I guess that's part of this dudding Kruger effect, which is a cognitive bias where an individuals with limited competence in a particular task tend to overestimate their abilities. So it's really, really funny. I know, uh, you know, the lemon juice theory. I don't know. Was it because of some TikTok video? that uh oh there wasn't any tiktok then okay maybe it was instagram that showed him some stupid thing no there wasn't any instagram in 1995 oh okay uh i don't know where uh where he got the idea then uh had to be some crazy internet thing right just rub lemon juice all over your face and you'll be invisible to cameras (laughs) and he did and he went in and robbed the banks. It doesn't say how much money he uh, attempted to get away with in these uh, bank robberies. And I, I didn't care enough to actually go back and look at the entire story. I just know that he believed that lemon juice would uh, make him undetectable by the CCTV cameras. And that was not true. Huh. Go figure. So if you're looking for a way to make some money, uh, how about not rob a bank with lemon juice on your face? Because it certainly does not render you undetectable. An institution has offered a million dollar prize to anyone who can solve a famous math problem that has puzzled mathematicians for more than a century. The Riemann hypothesis, uh, first proposed by German mathematician Bernard Riemann in 1859, is considered to be one of the hardest and most important unsolved problems of pure mathematics. The study of thinking about maths rather than applying it to the real world. The hypothesis is based on the Riemann zeta function, also attributed to Bernard Riemann. Uh, the real part of every non-trivial zero of the Riemann zeta function is half. One dash two. <laughs> now, the answer to the Riemann hypothesis is a simple yes or no, but there are many hypothetical ways to get there, all of which are extremely difficult. All right, let me give it a shot. Uh, yes. Did I win the million? Am I in? No, I've got a 50-50 chance. <laughs> <laughs> the holy grail of mathematics i know i know and you see the the problem and i'll tweet out the problem uh, uh for the show tweet today because i'm not going to get into it but uh there's a lot of good evidence that leads math- mathematicians to believe the Riemann hypothesis is true but it still needs to be proven so it doesn't matter if you can if you can figure it out and you know show that you worked it out and have the answer then it's all you right 
So the Clay Mathematicians Institute of Cambridge, Massachusetts has offered one million U.S. dollars to anyone who could verifiably solve the problem. Well, the Ryman hypothesis was designated as the uh, Millennium Problem in 2000, the year 2000, and uh, one of seven mathematical problems that are deemed to be crucial to increasing and disseminating mathematical knowledge. So good luck. There's your chance to make a million dollars if you can say yes or no. Get to the correct answer of the Ryman Hypothesis and uh, Clay Mathematicians Institute. And I'm a huge fan of Clay Mathematicians Institute. Uh, they will give you a million dollars. Now, I already answered it yet. I don't have my work. Let me get that work to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the actual problem. It's, it's just it's just gobbledygook, is what it is. I the Clay Mathematicians, what are they? The Clay Mathematicians Council or School of Cambridge or whatever their title is. It's the Clay Mathematicians Institute of Cambridge, Massachusetts. They uh, they just they just they just want you to answer gobbledygook is all it is. But if you can figure it out, it's all you. Good luck. Now, this is, that should be the title of the show today. It's not going to be, but it should be. Because I've given multiple people good luck wishes. And this is another one. Uh, if you can do this and uh, come up with that answer for the Ryman Hypothesis, you are awesome. So, good luck. Okay, I'll title the show that. The title of the show is going to be Good Luck With That. I mean, you already know that now since you have saw the title and have listened to the show. But... You're welcome. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.